You're listening to Roadie, the Billy and Ben podcast. Nihao, Billy. Nihao means welcome. Yeah, but why would I be saying hello to you in Chinese? Because this is episode eight, and in the Chinese tradition, number eight is their lucky number. So we got to make this show a little luckiest show ever. I think this is going to be our luckiest show ever, just given the fact it wasn't the last show. That's a good yeah. Would you say that was、yeah. an unlucky show? What the last show? Yeah. Well, it, it, not so bad. It wasn't our best, one of our best shows. But no, I think、uh, we we yeah we did come out with a pretty good topic, though. I thought, and I I think that it was uh it was fulfilled.、Um, we contractually fulfilled our obligation. That's for sure. Yeah, we did. And Fizzle gave us a lot of、uh, great、um, advice and information. Talk about a recap. Leave no gaps. What happened in last week's show? So last week we had guest podcaster and coach, Coach Russ Stevie Fizz, come on the show. Now I've contacted Stevie Fizz、um, three or four times. And I'm yet to、um, get a response from him. I'm not sure if he changed his number after we recorded that episode. I reckon he blocked you. Yeah, he might have just blocked me. Sometimes you just block your friends, don't you? Why is that?、Um, it may have been too real for him. I sent him a text July the first. Have you had a listen? And then I sent him a text on July fourth, which, which is actually a bit of a white lie. It said actually had some good feedback. Oh, really? To try and encourage. Actually, that's not true. We did have some good feedback. We ha- actually had some feedback.、Um, Joel said he listened to last episode and he was really happy with the kind words that we said about him at the start. And he said, "I think you are a great host, and definitely you and Billy are great together." Can't wait to hear your mom on the show. I can't wait either for your mom to be on the show, and that's good of him to be listening and making a comment. That means he really did listen.、Um, yes. And、um, we had we had a good show with him, so you know I think we're going to have him uh, um, listening to us for quite a while now, and because、um, I listened to a couple of his shows also.、Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would、um, say so. You know, he was going to have on his show in the week, but. He pulled out. Oh, it pulled out. Yeah, but he said、wow. that he will be on a future show. I'm sure he will be successful with that one. That's、mm. a good. That's a good one to have on on the、uh, on the、uh, show. So we were talking about that ourselves.、Uh, do we really need、uh, other people on the、oh, show,、yeah. celebrities, or besides the original Steve,、um, yes. who's a part of the show? But we were talking about whether we needed.、Um, uh, Actors or very famous people on our show to make it,、um, and we came up, came up with the、uh, conclusion that we're pretty good just with what we say. 
look, at first I was like, let's just do us. We don't need them. And then I thought, let's just do a bit of both. Sometimes it is good to have someone from an outside perspective come in and and uh, like Joel, that was good, you know. If every guest was like Joel, I, I, I'd want to have a guest on every show. But, you know, the first <laughs> few episodes, there's no guest. It's just us talking and we can do a show without a guest. We don't need a guest. But um, I think, you know, we'll pepper our guests throughout the uh the show, there's 12 episodes in this season, and we don't know if we've been um, up for a second season, but uh, we've got four, four more to go after this, so five more. I reckon we'll make a good impression, and we'll get a reprieve, Yeah, I think and we'll sign up for another another 12 episodes. Um, yeah. So my mum, she wrote in a few weeks ago, as you know, Billy, and we are going to have her as a guest on the show. Um, she did write in and let me give us a bit more background information on um, my car, the Camry, which was actually her, was actually her car first. Oh. Yeah. So she said, I hope you remember that that Camry was my first lease car. Did you know the week I picked it up, which was a big deal for me, I scraped the side backing out and secretly touched it up at work. Now, she covered up. She covered it up. She scratched it um backing out of our old place and um no one knew about it well i think you know when you have something going on like that especially you cover it up because nobody really needs to know if they can't figure it out or they don't know is honesty the best policy or do you lie to keep the situation all good there's right there is a uh example Nobody knew that the car was scraped. Yeah. And she didn't tell you. And she didn't tell anybody. That was for the best. At first, I thought that being honest was better. But I'm beginning to think from what you're saying, Billy, that it's it's actually sometimes better to lie. Yeah, you can't always be honest. Sometimes people can't handle the, the truth of the situation. Sometimes you've got to protect them a bit. The problem is that if the story is ongoing, it's a slippery slope. Last week we spoke about the new car. We spoke to normal Steve, regular Steve. Big news, huge news, that you've got a new, a new Camry. I welcome you to the Camry Owners of Australia Club. So I did register the car. I've been driving the car. Uh, my old car, like I said, fearful. No airbags. Very small car, very slow car. So I'd be in the rain. Windshield wipers would be flapping, as you knew. The windshield wipers were no good. And the sad thing is I had my daughter in the car. And I could look at her face and see that there was fear in her eyes. Because she thought, I'm driving in this raggedy-ass car and I'm going to die. Pouring rain and other big SUVs and trucks and cars are just passing us over by us and swooping by us and... And she's scared, and in the new car, she felt confident. And I could see the fear was gone in her, in her, in her eyes. And she knew, you know, the car has airbags. The car's safe. It's warm. It's big. It's 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 secure. And that was one reason that you know I didn't really see or notice, but I didn't notice the fear before. And now I notice she's comfortable. So another yeah. thing goes down like 
look, treat yourself, have something nice because it's going to change your whole attitude. But do you think I should, I should upgrade now my car or I don't really feel I should. I don't feel I need to. Oh, well, I guess you could if you felt like I felt, but I think, you know, my car was a little worse than yeah. than yours. I feel um, like do I don't have airbags, but I don't feel particularly dangerous. With these autonomous cars that are coming out, these robotic vehicles, eventually you won't be allowed to drive. It'll all be automatic. It'll be robots. It will be illegal to drive. And kids, like I... your grandkids are going to be like, Oh my God, you used to control the car. I'm like, yeah, we used to control the car. And they'll be like, but didn't people die? And you'd be like, yeah, people died every day. And they'd be like, oh my God, why did you do it? And you're just like, we just had to do it. It was just something we did. We had no choice. And it's going to sound completely insane that we risked our lives daily to get somewhere. <laughs> That's interesting. That's speaking highly like in the future. So I, I look at the phones now. You know, back in 80, I think 84, you could only talk to someone. You couldn't text. Now you can text. And I think that before we used to have a pager, you could never figure out whose number would pop up. You'd have to get a page and then you'd have to call them back on a pay phone. Yeah. First was a pager. And they would say, beep, beep. You have to dial this number to talk to this person. They want to talk to you right now. And, um, and after that, we started getting text messaging, mm -hmm. you know, where you could say, oh, honey, uh, why are you on your way home? Can you pick up some milk? Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> it's gotten that easier. So, I mean, you know, what, it, what it, I, it's like so fast. And, and, and yeah, the future is here. And Do you wow, prefer it, be it before, like without phones? I think I think progression is way better. Everything is okay. better. You know, I, I, I just couldn't see us or going back to looking at a map in order to get somewhere in a book. But I still say, I think that everything with, with, with technology going ahead, it's, it's so much better, so much easier. You not have to think so much for yourself. All you do is, is let, think about what you need to do when you get there and not worry about getting there. That's probably a good part of your personality, Billy, that you live in the now and you think now is better rather than me going, Oh, I wish it was the 90s. If if editing was on film, reel to reel, I wouldn't be an editor. I'd be like, there's no way I'm doing that. And you can see in old films how badly the editing is or how primitive the editing is. You had to do a lot. I really think like as far as technology and progression, I think that you have to be on this, on the page of progression and you cannot find fault with it. Because that shows how you're losing your like understanding of the world. Because you can't look at something and go, "Oh, the older days they did this, and in my day we kids didn't do this or that." I've met one of the world the world's leading futurists um, when I went to America, and I also saw I uh, went to a talk they had in England. His name's Ray Kurzweil, and he invented. Uh, a lot of things among that like speech test like siri he invented scanning have you ever watched a concert and you see the keyboards 
people playing the keyboards in like the eighties or nineties, and on the back it says like Kurzweil, K U R Z. Oh yeah, yeah. That's him. He invented the first like real piano sounding sort of keyboard thing. Anyway, he's all about this thing called the singularity, and the singularity is basically a point at time where we're going to merge with the technology. And it sounds really scary to people now, but as he says, it's already happening. Like the computers, they're not inside us now, but they're in our pockets. You try and take someone's phone away from you. I feel like, you know, they're naked. Yeah. And there, there's already stuff slowly coming into people's bodies, like computers and stuff that, you know, in the brain and this sort of thing. And to me, it's, it's not scary. Um, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be a slow progression and it'll make things better. There's always good that comes out of um, um, progress. And, and, and there can be some bad, but the only bad is that you don't accept it. And yeah, when you don't accept it, that shows how you start getting old and you start losing your drive to believe. And, 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 and it, sort of, it sort of throws you into a different time zone where your, your effort to 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 survive it, it it dwindles away and your your desire to 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 want to go ahead it just leaves you in a very sad state which just means mm. that you're just gonna just wither away and you're gonna lose all of your 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 feelings for seeing something new because tonight baby i want to get freaky with you damn he just broke out into some uh who is that is that Tevin Campbell? <laughs> no, far away from Tevin Campbell. I want to get freaky with you. That is, uh, I know who it is. Freaky, anyway, baby. um, who Let is me that? Do all the things <laughs> you wanna do. Okay, that's <laughs> got me going. Yeah, it's a good song. What, what what makes you think of songs like that? Was that you back do. in your day? You do. No, because... that's, that's some R and B. You remind me of the night because you remind me of my my brief fascination with America in the uh, early nineties. What if I said this to you? You tell me what the song is. Girl, you know we belong together. I don't have no time for you to be playing with my heart like this. You'll be mine forever, baby. You just wait. Whoa. We uh, belong together, and you know that I'm right. Why do you play with my heart? We belong together. Why do you play with my mind? Any thoughts? You got me on that one. Okay. Couldn't, although, couldn't you have done something like Although we've come, hey. you're going to get it in the next two lines. Although we've come to the end of the... Right. Lovely voice to me. What happened to these guys? Still around, actually. They're bigger, fatter, and uglier. But, Do you think uh, that these guys are considered bitches by the rapid, like the hip hop community? No, no, they had their own. They had their own thing. Like you know, like Luther Vandross and Boys to Men. They made babies with their, their songs. You know, a lot of people had babies, like really? Barry White. Yeah, they, they fall in that category. One band I did like, um, Arrested Development. Remember that? Oh, yeah, no. for sure. And mm. they had the guy with the walking stick. They had, like, the old guy 
They're just like, look, we'll just get you in the band. No, we get it. Yeah, I remember him. I, they were different. They were really different. They had a good vibe, I guess, because they took him back to the. What was it? I am on the net, people. Hey, Mr. Wendell. <laughs> you say what you call good? What it sound like? What it need? And the girl, they had the girl that was in there too, uh, and then the old man, like you said. Yeah, what was his story? He was just an old. M- they hung around I that think. was so cool Wasn't like it? you never see old people if you do something quirky something different you'd stand out mm. you know what i mean they so, certainly did i mean like that song that i'll never forget that still sticks to this everybody wants to rule the world everybody wants to rule oh, yeah. the world that's what we call in drums we call a funk shuffle michael jackson used it didn't Kiss me, baby, and you tell me <laughs> Same thing. And the secret to the funk shuffle is you, you basically you basically play as though you're playing triplets, but you don't play the middle triplet. So it's like but you have the, the rhythm right. of like Yeah. That's how you do it. Teddy Riley took that to the bank, didn't he? Who's Teddy Riley? Teddy Drummer. Riley wrote Michael Jackson songs. Oh, did he? And his beats and all. Yeah, Teddy Riley. You know what? What is Teddy? You know Teddy Riley? He did Michael Jackson's album. He did. He did that. He played that like you just said, the triplet. Yeah, he used that a lot. What other songs did he wrote? With Moffat, Sugarfoot, Moffat. Who the hell is that? He was Michael Jackson's drummer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he he was around for a long time, wasn't he? What about Mister? He Wendell? did everything. Shall I put you a link to Mister. Wendell in the in the Google? Mister. Wendell, Mister. Dabalina, remember that one? Mister. Dabalina, Mister. Dab You're a fake, <laughs> Mister. Bob Dabalina, Mister. Bob Dabalina. What else? That was who was who was that group? Can you remember that? And there was that one, it was Saturday, it's Saturday, Saturday, it's Saturday, <laughs> it's Saturday, Saturday. So I've seen D-Lo. De La so. Soul. I saw yeah. them and I tolerated them. You like saw them dancing. where, in concert? Yeah, here. They played a festival. Oh, wow. I was wow. very drunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not really my sort of music. Because unless it came to me during that time, I've got no attachment to it. (laughs) Billy was saying that we need to do an intervention with Steve. I've got six minutes. Because he's not living his most creative life. Very true. Very true. <laughs> I'm absolutely in desperate need for creativity and to be able to perform. <laughs> and like any artist at the moment, it's a really struggling time for that to happen. So it's really about making your own work and whether streaming, whether looking at putting on a YouTube channel. What would your ideal thing, if, if, if you like win the lottery tomorrow or whatever, or they're like, you don't have to come back to work. We're just going to keep paying you. What would you do? Oh, uh, 
Ben, you know me, I, I would be pursuing my career as an actor, as a performer and um, be able to be in that moment. And mm-hmm. I haven't done that for a really long time. And I actually really like to direct. And Ben, it's funny you talk about if I win the lottery. I don't really go into those lotteries very often, but this week I went in the $80 million draw and the $50 million draw, <laughs> hoping, <laughs> hoping that, that by chance that something might happen. And on Thursday night uh, when the Powerball went through, they said a Victorian's won. And I'm thinking, oh, it could be me. Who knows? Yeah. You know, and I hadn't, yeah. even checked, hadn't even checked the tickets You know, at that time. It was midnight and I was going to my phone and looking at the numbers wow. to see if I had won. That's how desperate I am to get into creativity. Well, what would you do if you did win? I think I would just have a heart attack and die. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been in shock. I would have called my probably my best friends first, then my parents. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd probably call my friends before my family. So you would be and... the person that would tell people you wouldn't be the person that doesn't. No, because I'd be generous. I, and yeah. You know me. Both of you know me. I'm a generous person right. with time and with you you know, whatever I can give, I'll give. That is true. So, and I would, you know, I would do the silly things and, you know, buy the things that might need, you know, pay off the mortgage, start doing acting classes again and, and just really put myself out there. And yeah. I just haven't done that for a long time. I'm thinking character. You create a character for yourself and play that character. You want to be you want to be a director, so why don't you direct the play and film yourself being that director? Uh, okay, and create your that, character. Yeah, okay. That, that's that's very different to something that I haven't done before. That that Think is something. It. The other thing is I haven't pushed myself in the last probably five to seven years around this space because work has just been so crazy. I travel a lot with my job mm-hmm. and I don't get the time to be able to commit to making those decisions around my creativity, you know, opportunities. And, and that's, that's what I need to focus on. We had a couple of people on the show besides yourself. Mm. Um, we've like, we, we had, went to uh, the highs of the Joel. highs with Joel. We had Stevie well, had Fears st- last week. Yeah, Stevie. Yeah, Stevie Fears, yes. And he had some great advice, though, didn't he? He really did. Like, you know, so important to engage your audience. And yeah, he did so. Have the, have the trick peaks and troughs through the conversation. Make sure it's engaging. Make sure that people are, you know, on the stepping, you know, they're on they're on forward, you know, of what you're wanting to talk about. They're, that they understand where you're going with that journey through that conversation. Yeah. I mean, kind of brought me down a little bit because he just made an example of like, oh, well, you know, you, if you're in Australia, you're never going to go anywhere. And that really, I mean, and I don't believe in that kind of talk because I believe you can create your own if you really want to. And then you come out of nowhere and people are like, wow, why didn't I think of that? You know what I mean? It's like, look, it's, it's, an, it's an Australian thing in Australia. When we become successful to a point where mm-hmm. people look at us and see us, they go, oh, you think you're too good for us now. And it's that tall poppy syndrome yes. where they start to, yeah, they start to cut you down and put you back to reality. And that's just the Australian way. And it's how do we actually get people to understand that, you know, you can be anything you want to be, but you've got to work for it. You've got to research. You've got to make sure that you've given everything you can to get to that point. Yes. And I don't think we learn that as Australians, where Americans do. I agree, Billy. 
I agree. They tried. If they, if that doesn't work, I'm trying this. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to keep on trying. And they keep on trying. And if, and you, you may fall through the cracks or you may not, but you never stop. You never, you know. And so but basically, <clears throat> I thought that Steve was he was pretty good. He gave some good advice. But the bottom line, it left me with a and I like I like Steve Fizz, not Steve, the best Steve, the good Steve, the regular Steve, uh, not the decaffeinated the regular uh <laughs> espresso but that's the wine one <laughs> fizzy fizzy just lived up to his name fizzed yeah the one thing i didn't like that stevie fizz said was you're never going to make it here unless you're really good or you're really popular and i thought yeah of course really good you have to be good that goes without saying it's not it's not like you put in the work there's no such thing as working hard and get you you've got to be good from the start or get good at some stage. You've got to believe in your brand. You've got to believe in what you're doing and, and that why you're doing it firstly in the first place. Why are you doing this? Mm. You know, what is it for you? Is it is it for you to promote yourself or is it for you to actually just connect with people and have a conversation about the real things that are happening in the world? And Is it better to lie or tell the truth? And at first I was like, tell the truth. What do you think, Steve? Lying, there's a number of different models of lying, okay? And a white lie, we all know what a white lie is, is so that you're not going to hurt someone's feelings. I'm talking about when people are performing and after a show, they say, looks like you were having fun. And you think, you didn't like it. Yes. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> what do you do? You that were great. So you were great. I'm not sure about everybody else. You were great. It's when people go, I loved why? Why did you love it? Oh, because I loved when that person spoke about this and then they connected. And that's when you go, oh, I got across that message. I got across what I wanted to say. When someone just says to me, oh, you were great. Or, you know, you look like you're having fun. I'm like, yeah, lying through your teeth right now. You think it's better to say they can't all be great, which is what I said to someone? Yeah, look, I, I just, well, I've actually said that too. But what if you've got a real intimate relationship with them? But I'm, I'm, I'm very honest with my friends that are, you know, in shows and stuff. Um, I don't do the, that was great. You were having fun. And I'll say, oh, look, you know, this is what worked. This is what didn't work. You know, how do you feel about it? And if they say to me, you were great. I'll ask them, tell me why it was uh, great. Okay. And it also depends on that day, how you're feeling yeah. and, you know, what your mood is. Sometimes I might've, not enjoyed it because I just wasn't in the moment. I wasn't there to, I wasn't really listening mm -hmm. or if I, sorry, go ahead. So you have to be honest with your feeling. Yeah. Be honest. Absolutely. Maybe you've got to pick your battle. Like maybe you've got to gauge the situation and pick your battles. Like if someone's just had some bad news, like they're fired from their job and then, you know, something, and then you probably wouldn't be like, you look terrible. <laughs> Today. No, yeah, of course not. So you've got to pick your moments, absolutely. At the end of the day, if you're lying, yeah, you're lying because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Generally, that's mm -hmm. the reason why people lie. Or they lie because they want to embellish about something that happened to them, but it wasn't as dramatic as, as what Billy. they're saying it is. Yep. That's me. <laughs> Steve posted his commercial, his commercial on <laughs> Facebook, or is still of it. Don't oh, you dare. Really? Really? Dare. Yeah, it's really uh, good. Come actually. on, we'll be keeping him, it real. I said to him, "Where's the link for it?" And he's like, "It's on YouTube." What's it, what? How do I find it on YouTube? I want to show Billy. Come on, Steve. What do I search for? 
This is not no. going on, is it? <laughs> no, we will cover that if you don't want to. I just want to know Billy. Uh, um, it's so not. It's so. It's is it so, under it's you so or basic. is it under it's, I'm the only one in the commercial, so it is just me. I'm the solo person. Um, yeah, but it's it's very days. short. It's very very short. <laughs> I love uh, what I love is, uh, and it, I, I wish it was my voice. Um, but the the guy who's the voiceover, and I actually can do the voice. I've Ben's heard me do it. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, the funniest thing that I thought was when um, they were filming it. And I went, so when do I get to learn how to use the saw? And they said, oh, honey, no. Oh, honey, no. We've got to stand in for that. Oh, honey, we've got to stand in. I said, so you don't even get to see my hands. You get to see my body. I come up with the glasses and the, yeah. But they looked after me like I was like a celebrity because I was the only one starring in the commercial. So they were just like pampering me the whole time. Thank you for your time, Steve. We know how to catch you on a Saturday. Next, I wanted to talk a bit about recognition and people not getting the recognition they deserve. Now, Billy, you've been on over 20 movies Hollywood movies and most people in the uh, film business have an IMDB page and um, I think that someone needs to create one for you I I need one I should have gotten one I work with uh, like you said some of the, uh, the I mean some actors. of these films Freddy's Nightmare Charlie's Angels Little, Little Nicky Never Been Kissed Kazam High School High American Beauty um they don't put their security staff on on the credits? Is that how, why you're not on there? Sometimes you don't get recognized, but uh, depending on on how, who you talk to and who likes you, they, they will throw in the name of the security company. The company, yeah, but you want individual recognition. Like the company, that's not doing anything for you, like um, trash, we take your trash or whatever. What was the company's name? Uh, I'm 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 talking trash. That was another business that we created when we were on a movie, and we kept smelling all the trash, and decided to actually get a uh, truck compactor and drive up to the set, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and take away their rubbish. But in the meantime, I was a security guard, um, just placed in in different positions on a movie for about three months, but I saw a lot and I spoke with a lot of actors and I helped a lot of actors uh, feel comfortable and um, I've never got any recognition. I think that maybe we can talk to our audience and they can help us make an IMDB page and they can just put you down as security guard. Billy. Yeah. Security guard, Freddy's Nightmare, Billy Higgins, security guard, Charlie's Angels. American Beauty, high school, you know, like <clears throat> you deserve recognition. This is going to be like your Hollywood walk of uh, star, walk of fame thing. I could actually, like you said, I worked on about, well, 25 okay. movies. 
it takes uh, three months to make a movie. And uh, so if you put it all together, it, it ran up to about maybe 10 years almost. And I've seen so much that I could actually write a book. Mm. You've certainly got some stories, Billy. Some of them which we can tell on this show and others which... Well, I worked on CB4 with Chris, Chris Rock, and I had to sit outside of his trailer. And I hated seeing this guy because he was so young and so so popular and rich. I actually became a hater. Yeah. And he walked up to the trailer one day and said, what's up, my man? I go, uh, nothing, Chris. And he looked at me again, and I did an imitation of him on a movie. And he didn't like that. Really? Right. And I And, and then I got fired. Uh, the next day, but then I just went on to uh, another show called uh, White Man Can't Jump with uh, Wesley Snipes, uh-huh. and uh, uh, of course the guy from Cheers. And hey, you know it was cool. What did you say to Chris Rock that made him upset? Well, he did this movie. I think it was either called "I'm Gonna Get You Sucker" or something. And he was in a restaurant, and the uh, great football <laughs> player Jim Brown came was uh, at the restaurant. And uh, uh, he comes in, and Chris Rock comes in in the movie, and he goes, how much for a rib? And he goes, and Jim Brown says, uh, it'll be like $3.50 for a rack of ribs. He said, $3.50? That's just too much $3.50 for that? How about if I order, like, one rib? Yeah. How much would that cost? One rib. And then Jim Brown goes, if you don't get the out my restaurant, I'm going to whoop your ass. Oh, damn, homie. And he went out. So I did the imitation of him right to his face when he walked up and he started talking to me. I just said, how much for a rib? And he looked at me and go, okay, this guy's making fun of me. And it, what, uh, Isn't that a compliment, though? I don't think so. Don't they I say don't flattery think... is, imitation is is flattery? I thought it was, but obviously it wasn't. Yeah. I think it is you make fun of them, and it's not kind of good because that's something that they did. My dad played with uh, Freddie, what's his name? The, the, the uh, uh, I forgot, not his, Herbie Hancock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met him here in Australia. He came here, and, he, and he's a good friend of my dad, and they hung out together. They made music together. They traveled around the world together. He didn't play and, on Take 5, did he, your dad? Is that before his time? He played in a movie called Around Midnight, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a story about a, a, a jazz saxophonist who passed away because he had a drug problem, but uh, they decided to make a movie about it, and my dad was actually in the movie, but so was Herbie. So wow. Herbie comes over, and I meet him behind stage in, at Hamer Hall. Uh, this is a, maybe 10 years ago, <clears throat> and I ended up quoting him from that movie something he said and i don't think he was very happy with it because he looked at me like okay what's that all about why you and i think that you don't you don't quote actors Um, on stuff that they've done i know you it i thought it was a compliment too okay so if anyone knows how we can get billy on imdb if we can get him on a security then um let us know and i'm not just talking to you joel directly (laughs) directly talking to anyone out there who knows how we can get billy on imdb give billy the credit that he deserves doing all those late nights and also while we're talking about credit i need to get credit for um you know um some show one time i worked on a show i shot some stuff and they're like you're gonna have a credit on this and then they didn't give me a credit i can't remember what that show was for 
but I can tell you what camera I shot on for it, and it was fun. So, so you upset about that? Uh, I was more like, oh, really? I'm getting a credit, and then I never saw the show, but I don't think I got a credit. I don't think I'm on IMDb. Maybe I should get on there for news. Can you get on IMDb for news? I don't think so. No. I think it's more like a theatr- theatrical thing. Let me tell you something I've never told anyone else before. Okay. I don't know if I'll put this in, but I went into Hamer Hall one time in 2006. And I went in there to get tickets for a show, for a comedy show. And... For some reason, I went into the the theater, or as you would say, the theater. And theater. There was no one in there. It was during the day because I was buying tickets. But I just had this almost like, not like a voice, but a feeling like you are meant to be on this stage. And yeah. I was like, whoa, what was that? And it felt exciting, but I felt kind of embarrassed about it. And I've never said that to anyone till now. Why did you feel embarrassed? I'm not really a performer or anything. I, it was just, I guess I felt a bit of shame or something. Like, why do you think you're, why should you be in here? Or, you know, why should you be on this stage? You still feel that way now? Kind of. Yeah. It. Everybody's selling CDs in New York, you know. So. I, when I was in LA, this guy... <laughs> I didn't know it was a scam, but he was like a rapper. I was like, I'm selling my CD. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And he had all these CDs. They were so bad. <laughs> Terrible. I didn't listen to it until I got home from America because I didn't have a CD player. And I was saying, oh, this is what you should do in Australia. Come to Australia. Go and do this and that. You'll get success. He's like, oh, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, man. And then I'm like, oh, so what this guy did was just get some other guy's backing track, go and rap over it, you know, one take. And then sell the CDs. That's a good hustle. It is only five dollars. Yeah, I think it was like two dollars. It was even two dollars. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll buy it. I'll buy it." I was really interested to hear it, and it was, it was bad. But you know what? That happens. But at the same time, maybe you might hand it to the right person, and it may be good. Maybe yeah. Look, I think half the on the radio now is bad, but um. Some songs I hear on the radio are so bad. There's mm. one song that keeps on repeating itself, and this girl's like, Why don't you meet me in the middle? I don't to make me in the middle. I need you to meet me in. She says it about a hundred times, and I can't figure out, you know, why they would let that be on the radio. If you think about these songs, a lot of them sound so ridiculous. If you think about what it is, it's basically like a nursery rhyme that is on the radio. Yeah. I love you, you love me, let's go make a loving tree. Da, 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 da. Now v- into the verse, back to the chorus. I love you, you love me. Yeah. Oh! Da, da, da. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> You're right, and uh, I think if if they give it, if they give it to someone and someone's taking money, they say, "I want this on um, rotation, at least at least once played every hour." And you keep on listening to the same song for, it. and then all of a sudden, I find myself going, "Hey, I I kind of like that song." I don't think that money's there that was there in the nineties, the eighties, nineties, seventies, eighties, nineties. Payola, I believe it was called, where they would go to the radio stations and be like. 
here's 10 grand, just play this song, keeps the times. Well, that was when you had to go into the record store and buy a CD. But now I think they get paid, though, don't they, on, on, on just on just basically the, the internet? Yeah, but they get paid such a small percentage. Like, it's only it's scaled so only the top artists make money really? from it. Yeah. You wouldn't make much money. If you look up Radiohead, that how much okay. they made on spot, they made, like, $600 from like 100,000 plays or something. But don't people have to download stuff in order to listen to it? These And they don't do It's that. all streaming. It's not like oh when you buy God. a track for a dollar from iTunes, which I think is good. That's what I mean, iTunes. Isn't... People don't really do that. I do that occasionally, but most people have streaming software now. So it's just but you can... like the radio. But you can only listen to it, though. You can't own it. Yeah, but Unless people buy don't need to own stuff anymore because it's so accessible to them. It's there. The younger people don't feel they need to own a physical record. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that's the problem. So what happens when the record goes off? You can't listen to it anymore. <laughs> they listen to something else because they're so fickle, these young people. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Don't get like that. Don't I used to listen to record people. for six months. I still got some old songs I listened to that I went back and got just because I wanted to hear them again. And now they have these guys with the trap music and they just go, I know just, uh-huh. You know the trap, trap music. music. I don't know. When, it, when they're playing, they're like, love you, got you, need you. And they got like a beat inside it's of it. It's called trap eh, music. Eh. It's trap music, and you just say two words, and it's like, eh. That sounds good, man. Yeah. Eh. Can you re- could I record it from my phone in bed? <laughs> uh, yeah. Even with that video with this with that new guy, 6ix9ine, I've been listening to it. Man, the beat is really, really good. But the lyrics are like, uh, love you, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> But the beat is so like ding, 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 It ding, sounds ding, good ding, just from what you've told me. E E I I O O <laughs> A B C D E F G There you go. So Billy, I've got some sort of news. I don't know if I'm this is not news, but my cat Moose, who's recently come back to me after ten years of being away. I won't go into this story because I not only do I feel terrible about it, um, about abandoning it, your, abandoned your, your cat. My child, um, mm. but at least he was with someone I knew, and <clears throat> I was very lucky that everything worked out okay. Anyway, he's back. Um, Did he ask you questions about, like, you know, where were you when I was younger? I reckon, younger he, would, I reckon he would if he could talk. And the problem is, I spoil him now out of. A bit guilty, like I'll give him food whenever he wants and stuff like this. But also, I thought, I want to get... It's getting cold. He's getting old. He's, like, nearly 15. Um, I've got him this electric blanket for pets. And it basically goes in his little bed. And you've got a temperature gauge. I turn it up to, like, 55 degrees. And it's bite-proof. It's waterproof. It's safe. He loves this thing. And... Um, at first I thought it was a bit indulgent and now I'm like, this guy, he deserves this. He deserves the best. And I'm just lucky he's not a a human because he would be probably very spoiled and acting badly. I think he's playing you though. 
I don't uh, care. He's so cute. I just look at his face and I'm like, I can't deal with this. He's so cute. I love him. I sing songs to him. I sing little operas to him. Um, I think that I've got, there's a disease you can get from cats from their, their litter. Their, um, that yes, is called osmoplasmosis and it makes right. humans crazy. Now I'm crazy about this cat and I think oh. I may have got this disease from him. Because I'm I, always I, singing to him and stuff, and I'm like, I'm like, Moose, I love you, Moose. You're a beautiful boy, and your nose is big, and your whiskers. I really love you, Moose. Oh, Moose, I love you, Moose. That's basically what what goes on. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I met Moose, and he's yeah. very appealing. He's so I can beautiful. see. I wish. I wish. I wish Moose was my cat. Aww. Really, I look at him and think, man, this cat's got a lot of confidence. And um, I, I really, I think, wow, he's one of a kind. Yeah. And uh, But, yeah, you do owe him everything and more. And yeah. nothing, nothing, don't feel bad about spoiling him because, Good. you know, he, he probably went through a lot. Not, yeah. you know, knowing that his dad abandoned him. That'd be like any kid. Mm being abandoned by their father and the father comes back and then, then the father wants the, 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 the son to really talk to him about everything. And mm-hmm. the son is like, yeah, I can't talk to you. You weren't here when I was younger. So mm-hmm. why are you trying to make it for lost time? Mm-hmm. But I think you're doing really good to, to give Moose Thanks, um, Billy. the best and the electric blanket thing. As I, I would say it's gone a bit far, uh, but uh, who knows what Moose's uh, feelings are about that. This part of the show, we're going to do some final thoughts. This part of the show, we're going to do some final thoughts. Thoughts you might think at the end. It's been a bit of a strange episode. I don't want to break the fourth wall, but we are recording this outro later after listening back to what we had. And I think people are going to enjoy this episode, Billy. Yeah, I think we put it together pretty well. Um, We went from... Uh, talking about our cars. Yes. Uh, we went uh, from talking about people telling the truth, lie, or is it better to tell the truth? Yes. And, you know, then we went into memory, some music, Billy. and I think it, it, it Billy's all Billy's IMDb just... credits, why he needs it. Yep. Why I think he, this, yeah. this this episode could be nominated for some sort of award. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I'm thinking... Um, nah. Nah, Grammy. get ahead of yourself. So, Billy, how can people get in touch with us and help support the show? So, what they can do is they can subscribe. Yeah. And they can uh, send a rating to Apple Podcasts. That's right. It's not iTunes No, it's not iTunes. Apple Podcasts. They can search for Roadie. Billy, yep. oh, actually, they can't. So they've already got it now. If they can hear it, do do us a favor, do a review on Apple Podcasts because that really helps us. And send this show to some friend that you haven't spoken to ages. You meant to catch up with them. Just be like, oh, this is my friend's dumb show. Listen to it. What do you think? And then you don't have to talk to them. They'll write back and go, oh yeah, 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 it was good. Whatever. You can send us an email, billybenpodcast at gmail dot com, and they can also. On Instagram, copy and paste from other end of episode at roadie underscore Billy and Ben podcast and Instagram. So that's it for the, for episode eight. I'm going to say 
zai jian, which is Chinese for goodbye. Mm, lucky eight. Lucky eight. And Billy, um, I'll see you. I'll see you on episode nine, I guess. On the flip side.